Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Doing great? Good to hear. It was a uh, heck of a weekend this week. A uh, heck of a week in general for Maryland hockey, even though we are in the uh, the latter days of the season. And now we're to a point where it is only the Maryland Black Bears playing right now, which is uh, something else. It could be create for uh, nice short shows for you kids. We'll try to find some stuff in between going forward with this. But uh, alas, here we are. Uh, we'll talk about the Black Bears' big, big sweep at a home-and-home home this weekend. Uh, Stevenson men going through the UCHC until the title game. And boy, howdy, they ran into a brick wall, literally and somewhat figuratively. Also, we'll talk about the Stevenson women who had a uh, some bad luck in this whole thing in their playoff game. Uh, and we'll talk about that here in a bit. But we'll start off with the Maryland Black Bears, who coming into this weekend, they knew they had to be able to determine the narrative. They had to be able to set their own boundaries, set everything up, and go for the gusto. It is in their hands at this point right now as they sit currently fourth in the uh, East standings. And they knew this weekend was a big Hell, every weekend from this point out is a big weekend. So to see what this team can do, Going forward, this weekend would be a, a tone setter for that, and they showed that they are ready to go as uh, the Maryland Black Bears swept the New Jersey Titans in a home-and-home -home series. So it wasn't just as easy as sitting home. They had to travel as well, and they get uh, the win on Friday night. Everything was buzzing at the uh, den at Piney Orchard. Things were going pretty well. The team played super great in the first frame. Paid off with two great goals. First and 7.55. Jack Hillman picks up a rebound off a Hunter McCoy shot. The rebound got kicked out really long from uh, Christian Stover. Right to the uh, the blade of Jack Hillman. He pots home his second. McCoy's 15th assist. Josh Nixon, who started the whole thing off with a lovely drop pass uh, to McCoy, gets himself a uh, his 10th assist of the season. Less than two minutes later, Connor Cole gets back on the board. His eighth of the season on basically a jailbreak. The speed of Connor Cole and Garrett Sidlowski ruled the day on this one as uh, Sidlowski gets it over to Connor Cole. Boom, eighth of the year. Sidlowski, 15th assist. Jesse Horacek with his third assist of the season. And that's how it was going after one frame. Then in the second frame, Josh Nixon on the power play. Uh, Great setup by Connor Cole. He gets his 15th assist of the season on Josh Nixon's seventh. Hunter McCoy, another assist uh, this game, or this, yeah, this game on the power play, his 16th of the year. And then a bomb, a nice little wrist shot from uh, Philip Tormquist. His first as a Black Bear is the final goal in Friday's game. Connor Cole, another assist for him, three point night, his 16th. Hunter McCoy, three assists for him. On a three-point night, and Hans's Colleen was a fantastic, fantastic uh, brick wall and net as he makes 27 saves for the shutout, the fourth in Black Bears history, the third different goalie to do so, and the first shutout since February of 2020 for this squad. All around great game. I think that they were the Black Bears were able to uh, counterpunch anything. The Titans were doing the board play this weekend, and it really shone Friday because there was a lot of mucking and grinding on the boards. The board play for the Black Bears on Friday was tremendous. They were pinning the, the, the puck against the board so much and with so much efficiency, they were able to change up lines 
uh, in the offensive zone, which is something you rarely see happen uh, outside of a power play in this day and age. So great board play by the Black Bears on Friday and uh, also going into Saturday. We'll talk about uh, that game there. But an all-around solid game in front of the home crowd for a victory. And on Saturday, they go up to Middle New Jersey, Middletown, New Jersey, as it were, and uh, they were terrible guests. They uh, they won 5-2 to two in this one. Uh, things got off a little bit uh, rocky. Uh, Zach Nazarek gets behind the defense on a mini break. He puts one past Hans Colleen, and uh, and that's that's his ninth of the season. But less than a minute re- later, as they were announcing the goals, Josh Nixon gets a lovely feed uh, out in front from Hunter McCoy, and he pots his eighth of the year. Sean Kilcullen with the secondary assist, his 11th of the season. It was tied up at one. Uh, after one and then a second period, the Maryland Black Bears wasted no time. Hunter McCoy with a bomb. From the slot, his 12th of the season, Reed Liebel kicked it out to him. Brandon Piku gets a secondary assist, his second, Liebel's ninth assist of the year. Then three minutes later, uh, Matthew Iacenza picks up a shot that went uh, super wide off the stick of Jack Ford. He pots it into a yawning net, his seventh of the season. We're tied up at two, and that's where we sat after two periods of play. And then the Black Bears just took over in the third. It was back and forth for uh, the longest part of the uh, of the third period there. Uh, Hans Colleen had to make a big, big save uh, down the stretch there. And then Brad McNeil, after a Reed Liebold uh, created turnover, gets the pass across. He pots home his fifth. Liebold, his 10th assist. Piku, uh, third assist on the secondary assist there. If that wasn't too hard to follow on that one. Less than a minute later, Quinn Kennedy gets his first NEHL goal as he pots home a rebound that uh, squeaked through. The five-hole of Loudon Hug of the Titans, uh, Alpha Hunter McCoy's shot. Uh, Kennedy there to pick up the garbage. He puts home his first. McCoy, his 19th assist of the season. Tornquist gets a secondary assist on that one. And then with uh, 29 seconds remaining, Sean Kilcullen scores from behind the Black Bears goal line into the empty net, 200 feet, making the most of his real estate for his first of the season. And uh, that's all she wrote, 5-2. to two. The final in this one, and what a great, great time to be a Black Bears fan right now. It's it's a great uh, rebound to see this team. Six uh, six of their last seven games, they've garnered points, which is huge for the playoff run. Uh, they've won two straight. They, they've they've been in every game by and large uh, in this past uh, past bit. So now the real test begins because they go to Johnstown this weekend, a place that has not been kind to them. And if you want to talk about reversal of fortune, this is the time to do it right now. This is the time to start marking your own destiny in this because uh, you go into Johnstown, you're going to be you're going to need to come to play. I mean, that is a rough place to play. We've seen for the Black Bears, and and Johnstown comes off a sweep of their own against Maine, where they outscored Maine fifteen to two. So offensively, you know this is going to be a powerhouse. But these games between Johnstown and Maryland always seem to be very defensive-minded, very close, one-goal games, one-goal games with an empty netter, overtime games. So the Black Bears know how to play this team close. The biggest thing now is to making sure they can keep that in check, they can keep that groove going, and take this good goodwill into uh, this coming weekend. The Black Bears still stay in fourth place with 39 points with the two wins. They are three up on Northeast, who uh, did a solid for the Black Bears by sweeping the Danbury Hattricks. Uh, but, of course, Danbury still has seven games in hand of the Black Bears, and they're seven points behind. Northeast, 
five games ahead of the Black Bears. So the Black Bears have five games on them, and they have three points behind. So that's something to watch. Also, you know, make New Jersey look in their rear view. New Jersey has lost uh, five games uh, or, or are winless in six games. So it's not out of the question if the Black Bears go on a run here to, you know, possibly peak at third, which would be perfect. Because that way, then you have that buffer, that buffer zone right there. So we will see how this uh, plans out. It's going to be a tough weekend in Johnstown, always is, uh, especially against the first place Johnstown Tomahawks. And we will be back here next week to talk all about that. The Stevenson men's team, they were in the playoffs. Playoffs! As uh, they went ahead and uh, they had themselves a quite a quite a bit of a run on uh, on uh, fri- Thursday, Friday, and culminating in Monday's game, the championship game for the UCHC. We'll talk about all that in due time. We'll start off with Thursday's game against Newman. As the uh, as the Stevenson Mustang, they were looking. They were looking pretty sharp. I mean, Newman fights them hard, battles them hard, even get on the board first from uh, Evan Hoey. 16:34 and puts Newman up uh, between uh, the intermissions there. Then Stevenson gets a uh, nice little power play opportunity in the middle of the frame of the second. Blake Coleman makes no doubt about it. Aaron Murray, Ryan Patrick on the assist. Then in the third period, Stevenson knows they have to get things going, and they do. Anthony Starzy with the uh, goal, 112 into the frame. Austin Master and Murray on the assist there. Then it took it was back and forth, tete a tete. Things were happening. As uh, the uh, the Stevenson team just putting pucks on the net of Kyle Pantaleone. Uh Stevenson then breaks through 16-27 in the frame. Austin Masters uh, with an unassisted goal on that. Newman tries to claw back at a power play late. 107 left. Clay Boyd gets the goal, but nothing doing after that from Ryan Kenny. 21 saves in the victory as the Stevenson Mustangs move on to the next round, which is the next game against Wilkes. And they take that one too. Four to one, and the power play was banging for Stevenson. They get things started off in the middle of the frame. Mac Lowry with a first period goal, uh, 8.46 in. Aaron Murray on the assist there. But five minutes later, Wilkes gets a power play goal of their own. Donald Flynn pots one home uh, and ties it for the first period. Second period, more back and forth. From uh from Stevenson, a very tightly contested game, uh, shot wise from Wilkes, um, they actually had a lot more shots than Stevenson did frame for frame, uh, but S- Stevenson made it count when they needed to. Another power play, thirteen fifty two in Coleman on the power play from Houston Wilson and Chad Watt uh, puts it two to one after two, and then Stevenson uh, strikes back in the third, withstands the firepower from Wilkes. And uh, they pot two goals, 13.55, Austin mastered from Evan Beers, and then an empty net goal from Chad Watt with G- 2.01 remaining in the third. And that's all she wrote. Four to one victory on this one. Ryan Kenny with a, another stellar performance, 28 saves in the win. That pushed them to the championship game on Monday. Sadly, not the results they were looking for as Elmira College comes into town. They were on a big run. They had only let up one goal in their previous two games, uh, including a double overtime, double overtime, I think it was, in the semis to get to this game. And they shut down Stevenson in a big way. Uh, three to nothing in the final on this one. Get started early on the power play. Brady Classic with the uh, f- uh, with the goal 351 into the game. 
and he uh, gets the tone set right for Elmira. Stevenson just could not get the puck past the defense. So many blocked shots from Elmira. You can see why they only gave up one goal in their previous two playoff games. Just getting uh, their sticks, their bodies into lanes, not getting a good good opportunity for anybody uh, to get going. And Stevenson felt that frustration uh, all the way through the game. Sean Kennedy with 4.59 left in the second. He pots a goal, puts Elmira up two to nothing. Then in the third, a glorious chance for Chad Watt on a shorthanded breakaway, but puts it to the left of Chris Jansen, and that would be the only sniff Stevenson, a really good sniff that Stevenson would get for a goal. Uh, In the third, pulled the goalie with uh, three minutes plus remaining, and then uh, uh, Kralsik again with a uh, shorthanded empty net goal. That's all she wrote. 3-0, Elmira takes home the UCHC championship. Ryan Kenny, 28 saves in the losing effort. Um, what more can you say about this? The uh, It was a heck of a season, a heck of a run for Stevenson University, uh, the men's bracket. They uh, they did what they could in a season that who knew what was going to happen. But uh, third year under Dominic Dawes as a head coach, improving leaps and bounds uh, on this one, kind of building off their nationally ranked uh, season last year before everything shut down. So uh, if there's good things to come if this team just continues to trust their process and they continue to get guys who will fill the uh, roles of uh, departing players uh, for their senior seasons as well. So uh, we'll take a rundown of what happens with the, uh, with the Stevenson's program after, uh, on next week's show, just of uh, the men's and the women's uh, season and how they went. And speaking of the women, we will go to their game. Not as great on uh, Thursday evening as the women were just dealt a bad blow to start the game. No Nikki Kendrick, no Angelica Saluzzo, no Trin Barkless, no Anika Carlander, no Elizabeth Goudreau. You take out Kendrick and Barkless, that's that's 42% of your goal scoring right there. I mean, you can't say a team is pinned on one or two players. Uh, but when you have that much offense taken, you know, having having to not play, it really takes its toll. So um, it was an uphill battle as they played Manhattanville, and Manhattanville just jumped all over them in a big way. Uh, first period took feeling out period in the halfway point. Then Hannah Beckman scores eleven uh, seventeen in. And Tiana Lopes uh, with a goal with under two minutes remaining in the first. Made it 2-0 Manhattanville uh, going forward. Tia Martinetti, under five minutes in the uh, second period gone. She puts Manhattanville up 3-0 uh, as uh, it seemed that Sydney Hearn was just under attack all the time. But she played as well as she could uh, given you know given the, uh, the firepower that Manhattanville brought. Uh, then third period, midway through, a little bit of hope. Ashlyn Bray, who was phenomenal in this game, uh, she was she was on the puck constantly, just couldn't get the right shot off. She did on this one power play goal. Allie Gibson and T. Ferreira on the assist, but with 25 seconds remaining, Adele Clark on the empty net, uh, and that's all she wrote as uh, first uh, one and done for Stevenson. Four to one, the final on this one. Sydney Hearn, 24 saves uh, in the losing effort. Another solid season under uh, Tori Emhoff uh, behind that bench. Again, you get dealt a blow like that where your top players are out. 
it's it usually doesn't end well, all things considered. So we will uh, think about that, stew on that, and then move onward and upward from there and see how things go uh, in year three next year for Tori Emoff and her group uh, there. A little community cork board here before we get to some players. Um, the Chesapeake Bay Lightning, they are a, uh, a women's hockey semi-pro team. They've been in the area since 93. I've known about them for a bit. I, I feel a, a bit ignorant to their to, to you know not reporting on them. Uh, and that's on me. Uh, you leave the area, you forget about everything, essentially. Leave it all behind, it becomes a country song or whatever. Um, but they are doing something uh, to donate. They're donating things uh, to get to, or they're asking for donations, rather. Uh, they need to travel 2,000 kilometers to get to Tampa for nationals. And they are asking for your help. They have a pledge it. Uh, charity.pledgeit.org is where it's at. Um, or you can go to their Twitter at go big red hockey on Twitter, twitter.com slash go big red hockey. And it's right there. A, uh, a spot for them, for you guys to donate, help them out. You can donate dollars, uh, to help them support. You can donate, I uh, contribute kilometers, walk the dog, bike, a, uh, bike a trail, uh, flap things around, fly, like do like the angels in the outfield thing. It's baseball season. You can do that. Uh, and uh, set a goal, pick a team, encourage, and start challenges with you and your friends. And you guys can do that there. Again, if you guys want to help contribute, get these uh, ladies to Tampa, get them to nationals. A very like this is like four or five teams that the uh, Chesapeake uh, Bay Lightning uh, put out there in the DMV area. Uh, a lot of former NWHL players, a lot of former NCAA players on this squad. So it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, something you guys want to take a look at. At Go Big Red Hockey on Twitter, and you can find all the information there uh, moving forward. So uh, shout out to those ladies and uh, everybody who's donating uh, to this cause. It's a really worthy cause and uh, something that supports the community, that uh, the, the, the Maryland hockey community we're trying to grow uh, in general on this show. Uh, some player news. Speaking of growing and developing, Team Maryland's uh, Christian Capani commits to Nazareth College. They go in D3. Uh, shout out to him. He was only in uh, in Maryland for a a, a short time, uh, right up into the uh, into the playoff run, and uh, it's one of those deals where you know it, uh, a short time gets you noticed. He was playing for the uh, the Seahawks hockey team up there in the Northeast, uh, but he came to Maryland with eight games uh, left in the season, a goal, two assists, uh, and then played four playoff games for Team Maryland. And uh, yeah, so he will be going now to Nazareth College starting next year. So shout out to uh, uh, Christian in uh, taking that next step in his career. Now to the Maryland players, the state of Maryland players. Um, we uh, again, not a lot. Teams are uh, not uh, not playing anymore because colleges are closed up. But uh, we'll do what we can. We'll start off with uh, Will Margell again, staying hot. Uh, he had a uh, two goals and an assist this weekend against Maine. As Johnstown, uh, you know, having their way with teams up and down, it's amazing. Johnstown has uh, not to not to put any fear in anybody. Twenty six to three, they've outscored teams in their last four games. So here we go. And Margell, in, in in general, as I'm looking at these stats here, like he has, uh, I would love to see him in a. I'd love to have seen him in a Black Bears uniform, but he has a. 
a 15-game point streak going right now. So, not saying to focus all your power on him. But you might want to pay attention to him a little bit. So, we will see what uh, what uh, the Black Bears can do to stymie the hometown kid uh, in this one. Andrew Tack has had some games, and I, and I, you know, I don't think I mentioned it last week. Uh, Takis also had uh, some games last week against Odessa. Won, uh, won both of them, a shutout in one of them. Uh, so big for him this weekend. Not so great uh, for the uh, for the Amarillo Bulls. Uh, he uh, dropped both games in them. He uh, seven goals against. Not 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 a fun time. Not a fun, a very tale of two weekends for Andrew Takis in this one. Uh, so, but his season still continues to be fairly solid, 12-5-1 and one with a 239 and a 9 save percentage with two shutouts. So, you know, work through those work through those things right there, onward and upward uh, from that. And that's actually the players. That's it. I mean, Patrick Giles, uh, you know, he's a guy that finished college. Uh, the OHL hasn't started, so we can't talk about Varga and Adam Varga and Bryce Montgomery. The rest of the colleges are done, so it's uh, you know we're just kind of sitting here in a in a holding pattern. It's kind of weird playing this late into the season, but hey, we're in a weird time, a weird timeline, ladies and gentlemen. So that's it. That's all I got from you, uh, for you, not from you. I get everything from you guys. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it more than you can know. Uh, you can check out the website. Not much updated there. ClutchingCrabHockey.com. Twitter is the place to be, though. Chesapeake HW Pod. And then the Facebook is kind of eh, hit miss Chesapeake HW Pod on that one as well. Um, thank you guys. Um, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Uh, find us on the Google Podcast, on the Spotify, on other podcatchers. Kind of, we're getting we've had some issues with our RSS feed and uh, some of our people who work in that. So we're trying to get that fixed. So if you do subscribe to Apple and stuff, we will have a barrage of shows coming your way, both on this show and the uh, the Face Off Hockey Show proper. Um, so there you go. That's it. You guys have a good weekend and uh, play that clutch and crab hockey. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs>